Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a rainy Saturday morning in Spartanburg, but it looks like it's clearing up. I keep hoping it is because we've had two beautiful days the last two days after the middle of the week had miserable weather, but although we did have rain this morning, it wasn't as cold as it was last week. No, it's not cold at all, really, but it's kind of miserable looking out there, but I think it's clearing up and... uh Welcome to Start Your Engines. We've got 50% attendance this morning. <laughs> exactly I, what I was thinking. I don't know if Alan's coming back or when, but uh, Greg couldn't make it this morning, so uh, it's Ronnie and I, but I think we can handle it. And we'll work it out. We've done it plenty of times before. So uh, Here's something. I, you may already know this, but I didn't know it. Something that'll excite you, I think. Uh-oh. Don't get me too excited <laughs> on the air. NASCAR Cup testing three days ago were at North Wilkesboro. I don't know anything about it other than they were going to do it. It was uh, trucks or everybody. I'll have to look and see. I just saw the headlines. Okay. I know the trucks were going to run. Uh, so, um, well, good. Jake's, uh, Jake, Greg's not here this morning, and uh, Jake's not either for that matter. But Greg uh, got us a really good guest for 11 o'clock, Jeff Bodine. And um, we... Uh, have had Jeff on before, and I, I tell you what, the more I look at Jeff's statistics, I, you know, I think he very much would qualify for uh, the Hall of Fame. Oh, I, absolutely, I think so. I, I don't know if he's on the, the list of nominees or not. Could probably pull that up. But uh, Daytona 500 winner, I think he won. I'll have to look here and see how many races he won, but he won a bunch. He uh, was one of the top ten best modified champ. Uh, racers ever and uh won the bush clash won the iraq series won uh um the winston when they used to call it that had a had a famous dual battle uh with uh dale earnhardt for a few years there that uh oh yeah matter of fact days of thunder was on last night and, and when i just happened to be <laughs> flipping over between basketball it had the scene where uh they um they had to go to eat together. They had to go to lunch together. Oh yeah, uh, with uh, Bill France. So, uh, but anyway, we'll have Jeff on, and we'll talk about some or all of that stuff. But to me, the biggest thing that came out of last uh, weekend's racing was the twenty, uh, the twelve hours of Sebring, which to me was just magnificent. And Ronnie, I should have called you up and reminded you of it. You should have, because I was enamored with both men's and women's March Madness, and. I didn't even think about it. Well, it was on from uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. In fact, we, we gave them the green flag right here on Start Your Engines at about 10.10. And uh, the Wheeling Engineering Action Express Motorsports uh, Cadillac with Pipo Durrani started on the pole, and that's the car we pull for every week. And it was in and out of the lead. It led a lot early. Of course, you're talking about a 12-hour race. But to get down to the very end of it, 
they had a late caution flag, and of course they everybody's adopted what NASCAR's had for years, bunching up under the caution. And uh, they got the green flag with like 13 minutes to go in a 12-hour race. And uh, Durrani, um wasn't in the car. I think Alec, uh, Jack, Jack Sims was. The Jack Sims? I have to look and see here. Jack Aitken. Jack Aitken was in the car, and he um, dropped back to fourth. You know, that took him a few laps, and they were they were picking him off. And I was thinking to myself, well. This thing's about over, and they finished fifth at Daytona and after crashing. So uh, fourth is a step better. And the two leaders, it was a Chip Ganassi car and both a Penske's. And the announcers were saying, you know, before they get to the end of this race, they're going to come up, come up on heavy traffic. You know, the other there's like five classes racing there. And um, they did. And in their haste to try to weave their way through these uh I can't call them back markers because they're they're their own class. You know, right. uh, they're just slower cars. But, right. You know, they're battling for position too, and um, they tried to make some crazy moves in there, and all got tangled up. The first three crashed, took out a couple of the of the other classes with them, and lo and behold, Jack Aiken slips through and wins the thing. And I was just going crazy. I was <laughs> ecstatic, and I know. I was texting at the time with Mike Hill, and he said, are you watching this? And I said, yes, I am. And, uh, of course, uh, Mike Hill is Alan's brother, and he is the shop foreman for that Cadillac team, the Wheeling Engineering team. And um, he's coming on at 11.20 when Jeff Bodine leaves at 11 after we do his 20 minutes. So uh, we're going to talk to uh, Mike Hill about that race. And I'm telling you what, they are leading the points. They're looking real good and You'll be hard-pressed to see a more exciting race. You know, it's good to have a team to pull for. I've always thought yep. that, and, and it's been difficult for me personally for 20 years now since Bud Moore got out of it. And right. David Pearson, you know, and all we've got is Jeremy, which is fine because he's a winner, and he won last year and went to the playoffs and everything. But, you know, I've really adopted this uh, Wayland Engineering number 31 Cadillac, and well, I'll tell you got what. got a connection to it. We got a good connection to it because, I, I mean, Mike listens to the show every week. I'm sure he's probably listening right now. And, hey, uh, Mike. Texts us, text us, us all the time, or me, and um, and he's over in North Carolina. I think he lives in Junior Johnson's old house, who used to be his boss. But uh, Mike's just a great connection, and it makes a, a somebody great to pull for. And the 12 Hours of Sebring is a pretty prestigious event absolutely it is. and they're going to uh le mans this summer so uh it's just great it was uplifting all week to uh to think that uh, they had won that race and are leading the points and uh they've got long beach coming up i think april 15th so congratulations to the wayland engineering action express team and we will have mike hill on to talk about it and anything else the thing about mike he can talk about anything right he knows it all and uh we will have him on at eleven twenty. So, oh, and go ahead. The Cup cars were at at uh, North Wilkesboro. Tyler Reddick. Uh, let's see who else. Just read it and forgot it. You're as bad as I am. Oh, absolutely, I am. Austin Dillon and Chris Busher were there. Okay, well, that's good. That was uh, who'd you say? Tyler Reddick, that's Austin a- Dillon, and Chris Busher. If I'm not mistaken, that's an old, uh, old, uh, um, 
a Ford, a Toyota, and a Chevrolet. If I'm not, I'm not sure. I what, think you're right. I think I am too. So we um, will just skip around since we're going to have. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Jeff Bodine at eleven o'clock. But we got the phone number. We think for always him. the the anticipation of live radio. Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, last week I didn't have a button pushed. I should have had pushed, or I accidentally turned it off and messed it up with Waddell Wilson for a bit. But we'll see what happens. But let's just jump right into the cup race, which was uh, the Ambetter Health 400. They had uh, reduced that race from 500 to 400. I think I mentioned that last week. And Do you know why they did that? Has, has anybody said? Because, uh, yeah. No, I, I think I know why. Because people just get, get bored with 500 miles. It takes up a lot of time. Yeah. And when they start having these uh, restarts and refit, they hardly ever finish in the time time uh, blotted yeah. yeah and they're always running over and switch to uh something whatever was supposed to be coming on you got to switch to uh, fs1 or something to find it and you know it's just uh uh i, I think that's the reason and I, i'm surprised it has happened more they did it before covid they reduced a lot of them <laughs> but um they uh uh, not all of them. So, but you, if you look, there's not all that many 500 mile races like there used to be. Well, you know, and that's TV driven because uh, Major League Baseball is essentially doing the same thing this year. And I heard uh, sometime this past week, listening to all the sports shows that I do during the day, um, I think the games are like 20 something minutes shorter. Baseball games. I don't doubt that a bit. And they got big bases. Well, somebody was calling them pizza boxes. Oh, I hadn't I hadn't noticed that. You didn't know that? I mean, I haven't watched the game yet, but the the bases are bigger, which, you know, tells me there's not as much distance between them. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they backed them out a little bit or, you know, I don't know how they did that. Uh, yeah. But I know the bases are bigger. You know, and there was one time they were going to start putting sponsors on the bases. Yes. I don't know whatever happened to that idea. But anyway, this isn't a baseball show, so that's why I'm not sure what I'm talking about, except for the fact that they are bigger and the games are faster so um atlanta last week joey logano was the winner and uh he drives for penske of course second was brad keselowski which was his best best finish in a long time he's uh i read an article in fact i think it was in the spartanburg herald about him yesterday about he has when he got to that shop the roush fenway um when he bought into it and became roush fenway keselowski racing he said, man, there were coffee cups over by the parts cleaner and uh, <laughs> wrenches thrown in among the sugar and salt. You know, it was just a mess. And he said that after ever how many years, 10, that he was with Roger Penske, who was, you know, immaculate in his garage and everything. Right. Um, he said he adopted some of his things and changed a bunch of attitudes and changed a bunch of personnel. And um, evidently it's working because they're doing – much yeah, better. Absolutely, they are. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, he won the – didn't he win the race at the Coliseum? Yes. I think he did. So, uh, which means nothing to me, actually, because that's a goofy track to begin with. But somebody had to win it, and it was him. So, uh, he finished second, and he's doing good. And he says they have a fantastic relationship with King's Hawaiian. Have you ever tried that bread? Oh, I love it. Do you? I do. I can't – I I don't know. Oh, I, 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 don't, like, I like to get the, the little square rolls. Yeah. And you cut them apart, 
Put a little bit of ham and cheese well, okay, in there. Okay, don't, don't, don't make me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could eat a hundred of them. Well, I don't know. I've tried that bread, and it just didn't uh, <sighs> didn't do a heck of a lot for me. Third was Christopher Bell. Fourth, and attracted. He seems to do good, at, do well at every year. It was Corey LaJoy in that yeah. number seven. He's running real well. Yeah, this was his best finish ever. Well, you know, it? he almost won this race last yeah. year. He came real close to uh, to. Uh, Winning it, and this was another top finish. Speaking of Tyler Reddick, he um, is in a Toyota, and he finished fifth. Sixth was Denny Hamlin. Seventh, Ryan Blaney. Eighth, Eric Jones. Ninth, Ty Gibbs. And tenth, Kyle Busch. My son Jake was there with uh, his boss and some people. They went down, and, of course, at Friday about 5.30, he had been calling me every little bit to see if the mail had come or any packages or anything. <laughs> At 5.30, I was able to tell him there were three packages on the front porch, and it was his Kyle Bush T-shirts and stuff. <laughs> so he could take them to Atlanta. So Jake Well, went. you know, last week I picked uh, Harvick yeah. with about 40 laps to go. He took the lead and was just closed. I mean, opening up the distance between him and second place. Yep. And I said, oh, there's no way this is going to last. And before I had to thought formulated, <laughs> goodbye, Harvick. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he was caught up in one of the wrecks when he was leading the race. And then his teammate, Eric Almarola, right in front of where Jake and his friends were sitting, uh, coming off the fourth turn, he was leading the race and mm-hmm. blew a tire and hit the wall and took out everybody, including my guy, Daniel Suarez, who just got a little piece of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought he'd missed it, but when he came back around, his, uh, his right front wheel was all askew, and they didn't show it on television, but Jake said he made about five pit stops, you know, every lap trying to, but they couldn't do it. So anyway, uh, that's the way Atlanta went, and we will talk to Deb Williams about that, actually, in about a minute and a half, or after the commercials play. The point standings for the for the Cup Series, William Byron's got two wins, so he's the leader, regardless of how many points he's got. Right. Second is Joey Logano with one win. Third is Kyle Busch with one win. Fourth is Ricky Stenhouse with one win. Fifth is Christopher Bell. Sixth, Ross Chastain. Seventh, Ryan Blaney. Eighth, Brad Keselowski. Ninth, Kevin Harvick. Ten, Martin Truex. Eleventh, Denny Hamlin. Twelfth, my man, Daniel Suarez. Thirteenth, Austin Sendrick. Fourteenth, Chris Buescher. Fifteenth, Corey LaJoy is moving up. And sixteenth is Tyler Reddick. On the outside looking in, you know, and they take the first sixteen to the playoffs, so that's who they'd be. Um, 17th is Bubba Wallace, 18th, A.J. Allmendinger, 19th, Malcolm McDowell, and 10th, Ty Gibbs. And you still got these Hendrick cars trying to recover from devastating 100-point penalties. Actually, 21st is uh, Alex Bowman with 85. It should be 185, which would put him in up there. Well, in the, middle, the, the middle. number of guy points-wise because yeah. he hasn't won a race yet. That it? That's it. Okay. You started talking, and I shut up, and then you quit talking. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk to Deb Williams. I better leave that right there so I can refer to it. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. <laughs> 
attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit the carolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. We know your weekends are busy. Whether you have to take the kids to ball practice, mow the lawn, clean out the garage, or just lay around and take naps, Saturday mornings are filled with important stuff. Start your Saturday morning off right with a Saturday sports report here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The guys will recap everything that happened in the sports world over the past week and get you ready for what's going on this weekend. Whether it's high school sports, you love, college, or the professional ranks, the Saturday crew has you covered. So tune in Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. for the Saturday sports report with Matt Castillo, Josh Green, Caleb Horton, and Tyler Fleming on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Thank you. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your growth tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Sure or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Just fine, thank you. Well, How about yourself? I'm great. You're, do- you're not trackside, but you were last week. How was Atlanta? Cold. Oh, yeah, you told us that. I forgot. My son yeah, went down there, too. Uh, pardon? Who was I, down there as well? My son was down there with some of his friends, and he said it was rather nippy. Yes, it was uh, quite chilly. I think if the wind hadn't been blowing 
it wouldn't have been as bad, but the wind chill factor was what made it so miserably cold. Yeah. But it was an interesting two days of racing, no doubt about that. Well, I want to jump right to something here before I forget about it, and we haven't mentioned Jeremy Clements or Xfinity or any of that series yet, but uh, what in the world was the deal with Josh Williams? I mean, it was it was almost comical, and I saw it going on, but actually I didn't have the sound turned up, and, and so I... I was sort of figuring it out for myself, but I, I was uh, imagining that what did he, I think he scraped the wall or something and had trouble. And I imagined that NASCAR told him to park it. So he parks on the start finish line and walks across the track to the pits. What, what happened there? Yeah, he was involved in an accident. And when they repaired the car with the bear bond, they didn't get the bear bond stuck on the way it needed to be. And so when he returned to the track, he was losing debris all over the track, which resulted in another caution. And so um, NASCAR told him, Wayne Alton, the series director, told him to park it. And so but, he but didn't it. But didn't tell him where. <laughs> That's right. He just said park it. And instead of taking it to the garage, he parked it on the start-finish line and um, walked across, and when he got to the pits, there was an NASCAR official there who escorted him to the infield care center and then escorted him from the infield care center to the NASCAR trailer where he sat in Wayne Alton's office until the race was over with and until they got down there. And I don't know when he was finally, how long Wayne kept him in there, but he was the car was still parked there beside the NASCAR hauler when I left Saturday night, probably, <laughs> I don't know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, somewhere like that. Did he have so, to sit in the corner facing the, facing the corner, you know, with a little pointy hat on <laughs> or anything like that? He had pizza and, and watched the rest of the race on TV. I don't think he was suffering too bad. At least he was in some, inside where it was warm. <laughs> yeah, well, well it, it did show... A, uh, a shot of him there at the end of the I mean after the race was over I don't know how much longer but uh, I mean I think he waved to the camera or, or am I imagining that that was before he went to the trailer I saw him getting escorted but uh, uh, that was before he went to the trailer okay. that was the pit uh, and they went up to talk to him when he got to to the pit and that's when the NASCAR official escorted him away well the announcers had just got through talking about how much of a character he was. And then next thing you know, he's parking at the start-finish line. You know who that reminded me of so much? Who's that? Kim Richmond. Mm. That was just yeah. like something Richmond would have done, particularly when he was driving Beatles' old Milwaukee car. Well, um, Because there was a time at Martinsville one day when he got mad at Bill Gazaway when Bill Gazaway was race uh, competition director and all and as soon as uh, they had gotten penalized or something for different things during the race and as soon as the race ended at Martinsville Tim parked his car in the pit and we weren't paying any attention to him from the press box there really wasn't an infield media center then and the next thing we knew Tim was in the press box and had grabbed the microphone and announced that he was holding a press conference 
he had he was so mad that day he had gotten out of his car and just come straight to the press box and expressed his opinions about what had happened during the event. Well, you know, I think we need colorful things like that to happen from time to time. And uh, he's a young driver, and I'm glad he did it. I mean, you know, it's something for us to talk about. And, you know, you think about, I mean, there's zillions of wacky incidents like that. And uh, um, I don't know, for some reason, the first one that came to my mind, uh, and there's a million to choose from, was when the guy stole the pace car at Talladega that year. But, you know, there's just been <laughs> there's just been things that happen, and... NASCAR has to take some sort of uh, uh, punishment to whoever whoever the wisecracker is, and uh, and as they did, what was didn't he get fined uh, twenty five thousand or ten thousand no, or something? No, he, he did not get fined. He got suspended for one race. He's not at Coda this weekend, but he did not get fined. Okay, well, okay, I believe you. I thought I read that. Oh, but... I know he didn't because Denny Hamlin said that he would pay the fine if he got fined. And that's <laughs> a shoestring budget race team. And when the penalties came out on Tuesday, Josh Williams's was a uh, one-race suspension. Well, I think uh, Hamlin ought to be worrying about his own fines <laughs> instead of paying Hamlin other people's. Worry about when it comes to money. Yeah. Well. Um, and one more note about Xfinity race, and like I said, we haven't even discussed it here yet, but, uh, you know, we pay so much special attention to uh, Jeremy Clements, and he ran really well. The 15th place finish doesn't reflect it. But the thing about it was he died so many crashes. I know one time the the car immediately behind him took out about three or four or five, and then there was another occasion where the car beside him lost it. And... uh he um he actually got some stage points and I, I hope uh, Jeremy's bottomed out and is now going to uh, have a have some better results because uh, we sure pull for him hard around here. Yeah, it says it shows that he got ten stage points in uh, stage two. Uh, he's not not ten points. He he finished in tenth uh, place. Right in stage two, so he got stage points for that. Right, and uh, but, I think that was uh, the last segment. Yeah, well, stage two is the second segment. Your last segment is the one that re- ends in the checkered flag. Boy, I tell you what, Deb, just keep me straight here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, too. Yeah. Uh, I not sleep. <laughs> that's why we have her on the show, just to straighten me out. Well, well I tell you, for him to come up with a 15th place finish, as crazy as that Xfinity race was, Everybody, I can't tell you how many people have made comments about it looking more like, a, and I'm, I'm just quoting people here. <laughs> people have said, my gosh, it looked more like an ARCA race than it did an Xfinity race, close quote. Hmm. Well, um, Austin Hill, he's the local driver there for Atlanta and uh, in that area. I don't know exactly how close he lived to the Speedway, but I know they were talking about how, how Yeah, he cut his teeth, he, he said, on the... On the interview, you know, on the quarter-mile track there at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway and got his second one of the year. So uh, Austin Hill's doing real well. It was really, you know, I thought it was pretty cool when his daughter came running up and he had another son that he was, uh, or I, I don't remember if it was a son or a daughter. but it's, Yeah, was it? it was, uh, yeah. I think he's got three children. Real young, and he was holding her up and everything. It's just, you know, I like stuff like that. I guess I'm kind of. 
no, we all do. Yeah. We all do, you know, and you love to see them. And, and that's interesting you bring that up because the thing that we keep hearing from these Formula One drivers that are competing at um, uh, Circuit of the Americas this weekend is that a... Um, they're, they're not used to having their family around. That's not allowed in F1 like they do in NASCAR, and that's one thing they're enjoying. That's the thing that Kenny Rackton has talked about at Watkins Glen, and then Jason Button, who's racing this weekend, that's one thing they talk about is they enjoy the competitiveness but having their families there and the, the family atmosphere. So, yeah, everybody loves the way... Uh, Austin Hill did with his driver, I mean, his daughter and all, after she came running out there and after his third win this season. so That was his it, third? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking it was his second. You're right, third. You're yeah, just... and so um, it, it was really cool. Everybody stopped what we were doing in the media center and watched that, and that was neat. And the same thing with Joy Lagana with his dad on Sunday because, yeah, you know, Joy Lagana started racing legends at Atlanta, and it was neat. Joy mentioned that the day that Kevin Harvick won in 2001, after we lost Dale Earnhardt, he was sitting in the grandstands as a fan with his dad, and um, then later lived in the condos there when he was racing uh, legend cars on the quarter mile. They bought their legend car from Ken Reagan, David Reagan's father. Mm. So... He and his dad had embraced that way after his win in Legends on the quarter mile. So they wanted to do it again after he went on the big track. So that was neat, too. There was a lot of neat uh, family background items going there. And there's another thing Logano mentioned that was interesting. T.J. Majors, who was spotting for Brad Keselowski, used to be Logano's spotter. And Logano made the comment in the media center that he knew exactly what T.J. was telling Brad because he had been his spotter at one time. And, of course, with all the years that Brad and Joy were teammates and the fact that Brad was the one that got Roger Penske to hire Joy, yeah, there was just a lot of neat intertwined things there. And Walt Garnicky, an executive at, at Penske Corporation and Team Penske, made the comment well somebody asked him about it and he said that when he saw brad and joy racing there in those final laps like they were he had visions of the daytona 500 all over again in his mind from two years ago when they wrecked each other on the last lap so it was a it was an interesting race and an interesting day yeah well and um they shortened the race. It used to be, if I'm not mistaken, is this the first year it was a 400 instead of a 500? Because I know it went. It used to be the the quick trip Folds of Honor um, 500, I think. And it, they, yeah, they well, it wasn't quick trip anymore this year. I, I've already dis- discussed that that it, they got a new uh, race sponsor. But the uh, but was this the first year it went from 500 miles to 400? This is the first time the spring race went from 500 to 400. The July race was 400 last year. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so it's the first time the spring race has been shortened to 100 miles. Yeah. What else did you take away from there? Anything else? Because uh, that was a uh, cold but interesting weekend. Well, 
you know, the the big thing that came out of that was how was Kyle Busch's comments about the lack of respect uh, by the drivers coming along, and I I find it interesting in that a lot of people don't know it, but it seems like every time the the veteran drivers seem to always complain about the younger drivers' lack of respect. I remember, and the majority of the the media out there don't remember, but I remember when Darrell Waltrip came in and Richard Petty and Cale Yarborough and some of those people talked about Darrell Waltrip's lack of respect to the veteran drivers. I remember that. David Pearson, too. Yeah, and it seems like every time, well, Kel Yarbrough is the one that nicknamed Daryl Jaws after a wreck at Darwin. <laughs> That's right, I was there. Yeah, but, you know, it seems like every time you get to that point when you start um, having that changing of the guard, you start getting this. But A.J. Allmendinger brought out something really interesting in his Zoom conference on Wednesday, and I actually wrote a story on it, and it's up on the Auto Week website, that the reason he thinks there's so much more aggressiveness now on the track is because of this current car, because the cars are so close. You don't have that great difference in speed in the cars, you can't wave somebody by that's faster with you at that faster than you at that particular time, and then catch them 20 laps later when their tires fall off or whatever. He said, "Now the cars are so close, you're going to lose positions, and you might be able to catch them in 50 to 100 laps, mm. but it changes the whole complexion of the race." And he said, "Stage racing also has made." everything more aggressive so in my article i go back and i show the differences in races in the uh 70s 80s 90s and all about um the distance in margins of victory and also the um how many cars on the lead laps like when kyle petty won the coca-cola 600 he was the only car on the lead lap. Oh, I remember so, back in the old days. I mean, and I've been yeah. around a long Fireball Rob. Not, well, he usually blew up, but somebody like David Pearson or, uh, or you know, back in the old days, Richard Petty. Right. Somebody like, you know, but Fred Lorenzen. They would be winning about three or four laps, and, and nobody told me that I wasn't enjoying it. I mean, I still well, liked it. Yeah. It's like when Ned Jarrett won the Southern 500 by 14 laps. Yeah, over my man Buck Baker, but anyway. But anyway, the uh, the point is that, and, and A.J. Allmendinger said, look, if drivers think it's too aggressive out there, then we need to fix it ourselves because he said we don't want NASCAR getting involved. And he said if we don't fix it ourselves, then they will. And he said we don't want that. So but, but, I, thought, I thought A.J. Allmendinger's take on it was an interesting difference from what Kyle Busch's take was. But isn't that the whole point of stage racing to make it interesting in the middle of the race? I mean, that, that was the whole. Yes. That's the whole point. Of course, it's going to be exactly. more aggressive because that's what it's that's what it was built to do. And I mean, it took me a long time to warm up to it, but you know, I, it's it does make it more interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see how the races go this weekend at Coda, since 
they will have the stages and they will award points with the, the green and white checkered flag, but at the road courses, they're not having the stage break. Yeah. So that brings back the old strategy of figuring out when you want to pit, and that brings the strategy back in. So without the stage break, it's going to be interesting how far perhaps people get from each other on the road course or how close they stay together. So it'll be interesting to see with them going back to the old way of running road courses. Deb, can you stay with a little, a little bit longer? i got to run a, a couple of commercials here, and uh, we got lots of time. We'd like to have you to come back. We haven't even talked about our point standings. Sure, I'd love to. Thank uh, you. All right. I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, well, I'm just going to turn your mic down. I'm not even going to put you on hold, and we will uh, – We'll come back after these messages. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Nashville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Driving West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man. It's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and we have a bonus feature, more Deb. That's always better. Hey, I don't know. Some people might consider that a bonus. I've told you. (laughs) Daredevil, you're the only reason he listens to the show. He doesn't care about the rest of us. Let's uh, let's do our... Oops. I dropped it on the floor. (laughs) Fumble finger, Perry. Yeah, that's it. Um, Let's do our point standings. Yeah, we... uh, I don't know. I'm still hanging on by a thread somehow, but the uh, um, point standings as uh, of last week. Wait a minute. That's not it. I got it right here. Oh, boy. Live radio. Come on now. Like I said, Perry, you've got nine points. Deb has eight. She's sniffing at your heels. Lanny has seven. I've got five, and Greg has one. Okay. And... uh, we just had Greg on the phone, and he's just under the weather, had a rough night. Something's going around, I guess. But uh, we uh, should have got a pick from him since we had him on the phone. We can call him back. Oh, yeah. Uh, Deb, you go first again. Go ahead. I'm going to go with Austin Cendrick. Austin Cendrick. Wow, that's a that's a mm-hmm. limb as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> hope he's a good road racer for your sake. Ronnie? Well, and along in that that vein of going with some one of the newer guys, I'm going to take Reddick. That's number forty-five, and I'll take uh, I'll stick with Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, number ninety-nine of Daniel Suarez. Lanny, if you'll text me yours in, got a pretty good idea who it'll be, and uh, we'll get Greg back on the phone and get one yeah. from him. Okay, so Deb, we got some uh, new drivers or different drivers, both uh, at Coda for the races this weekend. Uh, got a couple of X Formula One drivers, if I'm not mistaken, and I, I noticed the Xfinity race has got some names you don't, they're not normal. Uh, I mean, they're normal names, but you, they don't usually, <laughs> they don't usually show up for uh, the uh, Xfinity races, like a uh, Sage Karam and Miguel Paluto and some of those guys that haven't been around too much. Well, Sage Karam was actually at. Um uh, Atlanta last weekend because his crew was staying at the same hotel that I stayed at. We were down at breakfast at the same time together. But yeah, it's, uh, I think the whole field for all three series are quite interesting this weekend because 
in the truck series today, you've got Ross Chastain on the pole and Kyle Busch second. And then you've got A.J. Allmendinger winning the pole for the Xfinity Series race. And we've got qualifying for the Cup Series at 11.30 this morning. But when you look at practice yesterday, Tyler Reddick was quickest, and you had last year's winner, Ross Chastain, third. Daniel Torres, fifth. Kyle Busch, fourth. And Austin Cendrick, seventh. But I think the one that kind of raised a lot of eyebrows was Jordan Taylor in the nine car, who was tenth quickest in practice. And Jordan's won so many in the 24 hours of Daytona, and he's been the 24 hours of Le Mans. He's a coach, driver coach, for the Garage 56 out of Hendricks. So I think that was really interesting. There were some that didn't show up in practice like people anticipated. You had A.J. Allmendinger, 18th quickest. But uh, then you had form, former or well, Formula One champions, Jimmy Rackigan in 32nd, and then Jimmy Johnson was 36. And Jensen Button uh, was 28th in practice. So it'll be interesting. I was reading a transcript from Jensen Button's uh, press conference yesterday, and he was talking about all of the things he was having to adjust to this weekend. And he mentioned that he had not raced a car with this type of gearbox that's in this car, uh, the cup car, since 1999. Wow. He's never raced with a spotter, never raced with anyone talking in his ear, never had all the mirrors where he can see all around. And with the windshield, he's used to having a visor. So <laughs> he's having to adjust to quite a few things at Coda this weekend. And that should make it really interesting. Uh, I, I just love, and I've said this over and over, to see drivers from other disciplines try try something different. And that's, uh, that's why I've always liked to see indie drivers go to – uh, the Daytona 500 and NASCAR drivers go to Indy and and this is going to be a lot of it this weekend of course uh, the Coda track is uh, you know that was uh, one of the most exciting finishes of the year last year in uh, the the cup race I mean that Chastain winning that thing the way he did I think it was Alex Bowman and I can't remember who the other car was but it was just a slam Almondinger just a slam bang finish and uh, uh very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all three races. I think they'll be very exciting. And Coda's just got so many variances. It's uphill, downhill, you know. And it's a Formula One track. So, yeah. And I think, I think that, I don't remember if it was Kimmy or <clears throat> Button. One of them, that's the, I think it might have been Button. That's the last place they won a Formula One race was mm. Coda. Was so, it two years ago they had all the rain? Remember that horrible yeah. race they had with a, I think, uh, it was. Truex got rear-ended, and it was, just some, it was just crazy. Yeah, I got so tickled. I heard an interview with Adam Stevens, crew chief Adam Stevens, the other day, and somebody asked him, said, well, this is the third year at Coda, said, you know, going back this year, what have you learned? And he said, well, you kind of got a discount the first year we were there because of how hard it rained he said about the only thing we learned figured out that year was where the bathrooms were <laughs> <laughs> okay well Deb, so, yeah uh, yeah go ahead 
is it only me or does it seem like that uh kyle bush has a whole lot better race on sunday when he does race on saturday and even friday um well it could be i mean um you know that was the reason a lot of your cup drivers started racing on friday or saturday was to get laps in get the rhythm there's always been speculation that since the current cup car was introduced that racing in those uh cedar truck or xfinity particularly xfinity what really wasn't that beneficial anymore because the cars were so far apart from each other. But to me, anytime you can log laps, you know, you can never get too much experience or learn the little idiosyncrasies. And I know there's five new, quote-unquote, new things that the drivers are having to deal with this race at Coda. And it's like, some of the young drivers, such as Austin Cindric, have never raced in a NASCAR race that doesn't have stage brakes. So, and you picked him. Young driver, yeah, but I also <laughs> know what a good road racer he is. Yeah. Um, you know, like Christopher Bell and a lot of these young drivers coming in, Harrison Burton, they never raced in a race that doesn't have stage brakes. Wow. Uh, a NASCAR race in the top series. So the five things that they're all having to deal with out there are no stage breaks, um, the restart um, area that started out longer has been reduced back to what it was last year. So they got rid of the longer restart area. They um, have a new tire. Um, I'm trying to think what the other two are. The... um, Oh, the lower downforce package, 30% less downforce. They're running with the same package that they had at Phoenix. And um, what other thing regarding, oh, now I can't think of the fifth one. That's okay. There's five different ones there. I've been able to name four every time I've started talking about it, and usually the one I forget is the, the shorter restart, or I should say the old restart distance. I remember. But, uh, yeah. I remember back in the old days before the stage breaks, and I don't know if they could still do it that much anymore or not, but we have Jeff Bodine on at 11 o'clock, and I remember he and Bud Moore talking and and Bud telling me about it, and uh, I think Jeff used this strategy to win Watkins Glen when he went off on his own when he bought Cole Wickey's team, but they, they could figure the race backwards, like from how much, you know, it would take to get, you know, from the end of the race they'd go back, you know, like, their fuel distance or whatever and someplace in there they could have a short pit stop and um, get in and out before everybody else pitted and then after they pitted it would leave them in the lead and they'd win the race and that's the way bud and jeff said that they won the last race bud moore ever won which was at uh sonoma but when i worked at Penske racing south that was the way matt borland and ryan newman figured all of their races Don Miller sat down with them, and that's what they always did. They always went to the end of the race and figured backwards right. to determine their pit stops. So, yeah, that that's, that was done for a long time. But, yeah, that's the way a lot of people do it. But that was one thing that Don Miller told me when I first went to work there was that was the way that Newman and Borland figured their pit stops for the race was they sat down and 
and went back from the the end of it and then figured backwards. Deb, we got only got a couple of minutes left here. I wanted to get your thoughts, if any, on uh, if you had a chance to watch any of Sebring last week because our car won. I saw the end of it. That's all you and, needed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I got back in time. I got back to the hotel in time to see the end of it, and that crash there at the end between the top two and GTP that allowed Action Express to come up there and win. Everybody, it was still shaking their heads. Everybody was still shaking their heads on Sunday. I know Walt Zarnicky was Penske, and I talked about it, and. And he said, you know, they were just racing hard. Yeah, and they, came, they, were they came up on the lap cars. And actually, uh, uh, Jack Aiken was in the Action Express car at the time, and he was running fourth. It was the first three cars that went out. And it was just oh, okay. It was okay. just crazy. Two Penske's and a, and a Ganassi. And it was... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Both Penske's. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they had had such a miserable race at Daytona, and then uh, and they really had it going at... Um, Sebring, and they don't race again till Long Beach. But, uh, yeah, and we've also got Mike Hill, who's the shop foreman at Action Express, at 1120 when we get done with Jeff. So uh, we got a couple of great interviews coming up. But yours is always the highlight of the show, Deb. And thank you so much. And uh, tell tell everybody where they can read read your uh, work. At autoweek.com. Yeah, many people probably remember it as the Auto Week, the magazine. But uh, you can still find everything on autoweek.com that you could could find in Autoweek magazine when it came out. You just have it, instead of having it at your fingertips monthly, you can have it at your fingertips daily. And they also actually have a newsletter that goes out that you can get in if you just want to see the highlights. Well, I can't think of anything I'd like better than Deb Williams at my fingertips. So thank you so much, <laughs> so much for coming on, Deb. And uh, have a good week, and we will talk to you next Saturday. That sounds good, Uh-oh. and good Lord will, and the creeks don't rise. I'll be in Richmond. Okay, great. Look forward to that, too. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Have a good week. You, too. That's Deb Williams. Uh, Ronnie, who is she? She's the smartest woman I know. And, you know, I got a sort of special thrill there at the last when she said that the first two cars wrecked, and uh, but it was the first three. So I actually knew something Deb didn't know, which is rare. So uh, That's rare for all of us. <laughs> You talked to Greg? I did. What did he say? <clears throat> Sorry. He uh, got sick during the night, and uh, it may be something going around because he described the way I felt last Tuesday and Wednesday. Don't don't describe it too much. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's all we need to know. Um, so, yeah, we got a couple of great interviews coming up next with uh, um, Jeff Bodine and Mike Hill. Coming up after the top of the hour break. Looking forward to talking to both of them. And uh, I think Ronnie's trying to get Greg's pick now or something. But uh, we'll let you know. By the way, uh, Blaney did uh, did text in Blaney. So we will have uh, – we put him down for Ryan Blaney. Speaking of Lanny, Lanny, I don't know if you know this. He's working on and has been fine-tuning a website for the radio show. I Not a Facebook you. page. I didn't know that. I went and looked on. I did. I did go and look at it. Yeah, so and it's uh, looking great. It is looking great. We've added some pictures, and we're going to add some more as I get more uh, accustomed to how it works uh, and how to add pictures and put the captions on the pictures. And uh, but I want to thank Lanny for doing that. Um, 
and all the other things he does with our podcast, which this one has uh, had some shaky button pushing so far, but it should be on by the middle of the afternoon. And uh, we'll be back. This is Start Your Engines. The Blue Hose play here. Listen to Presbyterian College Athletics. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone told reporters a short time ago that starting pitcher Luis Severino will miss at least his first start of the regular season due to a low-grade right lat strain and will most likely go on the injured list. For the first time in NCAA tournament history, all four one-seeds have been eliminated prior to the Elite Eight. Friday night, five-seed San Diego State knocked off one-seed Alabama 71-64. San Diego State in the Elite Eight for the first time in program history. Miami in the Elite Eight for a second straight season. They knocked off one-seed Houston 89-75. Two-seed Texas over three-seed Xavier 83-71 to advance to the Elite Eight for the first time in 15 years. And Creighton made the Elite Eight for the first time since 1941 with an 86-75 triumph. Over 15 seed Princeton. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients' needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals. When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever, spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. 
Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And as luck would have it, uh, Jeff Bodine's, all I'm getting is his uh, voicemail. Greg arranged this last Sunday, which was like record time. He hardly ever gets anybody that early. And I think he even checked back with him a couple of times during the week. But right now, all we're getting is his voicemail. And I'm sure we'll have Mike Hill at 1120. Uh, but we're going to... Um, we got Greg trying to, to, to contact Jeff now, and plus I left him a couple of voice messages, so we'll see what happens. And we will go over and talk about the Xfinity, which I touched on with Deb a little bit. He, uh, he meaning um, Clements, Jeremy Clements, sort of, sort of snapped out of the doldrums. I mean, he finished fifteenth, but the run he had certainly is not indicative of a 15th place finish. He was up among the leaders the whole day, definitely among the top 15, and some of the times in the top uh, 10, as I mentioned with Deb, he did And get once a, he was in top five. Yeah, he restarted third once, I think. Yeah. But uh, he um, uh, did get stage points. He had a 10th at the end of the second segment, not the right. last one, the second one, <laughs> yes. as it was pointed out to me. And um, so the race was won by... Uh, Austin Hill, his third one of the season. Of course, he's from the Atlanta area and uh, was a huge crowd favorite. Second was Daniel Hemrick in the colleague car. Third, Ryan Truex. That's Martin's brother. Uh, fourth was Parker Klingman, the pit road reporter, road racer, auto racer, and very good driver. Fifth, Riley Herbst. Sixth, Brett Moffitt. Seventh, Josh Berry. Eighth, John Henry Nemechek. Ninth, Sam Mayer, and tenth was Justin Haley. You got to go back to fifteenth. Uh, Justin Haley was uh, Justin Haley, Ryan Seed, Cole Custer, Brennan Poole, and Anthony Alfredo finished just ahead of Jeremy. Jeremy was fifteenth on the lead lap, and as I said, uh, de- de- deserved a much better finish than than fifteenth. But the good news is he still hasn't hit anything. And I tell you what. He had so many chances for something to go wrong at uh, at Atlanta. Uh, it was one accident that took place right behind him that um, he was just lucky enough to be ahead of. And then there was another one, the car that was beside him spun out and uh, took some out, several cars out, and didn't touch Jeremy. So for that, we can be very grateful, uh, and hopefully that luck will continue. And we mentioned a 32nd place finisher was Josh Williams, who uh, who spiced things up a little bit by parking it on the start-finish line and walking to uh, uh, the um, garage area. I still think he got a $15,000 fine. Uh, Deb said it was just a one-race suspension. but Seems like I remember some money involved, too. See if you can look that up, because I, I should have printed it out, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he did get a fine. Um, so... The points, and as in the uh, 
for the playoffs, which is what we care about, they only take the top 12, so Jeremy's got to get in the top 12. First is Austin Hill with three wins out of five races. Second is John Hunter Nemechek with a win. I think I said John Henry Nemechek just now. Sammy Smith is third, and he's got a win. So those are your winners. The rest of these on points. Riley Herbst is fourth. Chandler Smith, fifth. Justin Allgaier, sixth. Sam Mayer, seventh. Josh Berry, eighth. Cole Custer, ninth. Daniel Henrik, tenth. Parker Klingerman, eleventh. And Sheldon Creed is twelfth. Then you go through Brett, Brett Moffitt, Ryan Sieg, Anthony Alfredo, Jeff Burton, Brandon Jones, and Joe Graff, Jr. to get to 19th place, where it's Jeremy Clements. And Jeremy is um, 46 points out of 12. And that's at least where he needs to be or win a race. And uh, last year, he chose to win a race. Now, also last year at Coda, he had a really, really good race going. And as I remember it, he had a maybe a top five or a top ten. But he was right there with um, coming down to make their last pit stops. And I don't know if they've changed it or not, but when you come into the pits, they got these rumble strips that if you, uh, they're, they're color-coded. And if you run over the wrong color, they say you cut the corner too close. Well, he uh, he did that. And as I remember, they sent him to the rear of the field. He started 26th, ended up uh, 24th. But they sent him to the rear of the field, and he had to pass as many cars as he could with just a few laps to go and was uh, restarted in the 30s somewhere and wound up 24th. So he has a, a good relationship with that track hopefully he will uh uh do well there today and that races at five o'clock on fox that is the pit boss 250 by usa today presented by usa today so that's kind of a wacky name and um we still haven't heard anything from jeff bodine so i will continue we have a call coming in talk ronnie all right give me my mic Mike's not on. Your mic is on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, guess what? Jeremy, we, we've Jeremy, got a surprise call. We do. Jeremy Clements is going to bail us out. How you doing, Jeremy? Guys, I'm doing great. Good to be on the show as always. I was listening, waiting for Jeff Bodine to come on, and uh, he, unfortunately he hadn't yet, but I thought, well, I'll see if they want me while I'm just sitting here waiting to, to eat breakfast. Uh, somebody's well, calling now, so just hold on a second. Yeah, Jeff, you get that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we appreciate you calling. Not, you can't have them both, but you can. If it's if it's Jeff, we, we'll have to get rid of Jeremy. <laughs> no, that's, Perry's, that's Perry's answering that's the phone now. You can have me anytime, but you can't have yeah. Jeff O'Donnell anytime. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Okay, he's got him on the line. So it, All right, I'm going to be listening. Have fun. All right, thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. What a wacky show. Are you there, Jeff? Jeff? Are you there? Maybe you better call him right back then, see if... Keep talking. Okay, I will. And it was good to have Jeremy. And listen, we, we appreciate him calling. We appreciate him listening. 
and he is like we've talked before our only hello jeff are you there yeah can you hear me i can hear you now okay, okay is, we got jeff bodine on the phone now do we we sure do <laughs> jeff you there i'm here i'm doing some housework <laughs> oh okay <laughs> well, <laughs> well i'm uh you know that really makes me feel good in a way that uh, Jeremy Clements, the Xfinity star down at Coda, getting ready to run a race at 5 o'clock, was listening down there and heard that we were having trouble getting a hold of you, and he called us and was going to fill in for you. So uh, that makes me feel good that we, did, we you did have a backup that's, uh, that's racing today. But how are you doing, Jeff? Well, I'm doing okay, yeah. I'm just working my butt off. Uh, I hope a couple guys here in Melbourne, one race is New Smyrna. Any other races, uh, we have Corvettes and Camaros we raced. Uh, well, actually, he's in Homestead right now, and Sebring and Daytona and all over the place. So if uh, anyone ever wants to rent a car, ride, <laughs> that's what, well, that's what we do. We have Corvettes and, like I say, Camaros, and we take them to the tracks. And, uh, you know, these folks that can't don't want a car have to keep up a car, maintain a car by themselves. They just come and rent a seat and go out and have some fun. Okay, now, Greg, where would one go to find that out? Jeff. Jeff, I mean. <laughs> Too yeah, much going yeah, on go, this morning. Go to, uh, you go on like one, one more time uh, adventures. One more time adventures. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we have some really, really nice cars. and Like I said, I've been working my tail off uh putting roll cages in them and seats and uh, getting them all souped up. So, uh, yeah, anyone, just one more time adventures, and you can see all about it. Well, we have other adventures, too, hunting and fishing and all that good stuff. So we're we're just trying to make everybody happy. Well, that sounds good. You made us happy by calling us back. You know, you're in a select group of uh, Mike Helton and Ken Schrader. That have, uh, when we had phone calls, actually were kind enough to call us back, and we do appreciate it. Oh, well. Pretty good company. And I'm sorry, Greg well, got I, sick I, last night, and he's not with us, but uh, he called me yeah, all ex- he called me all excited last Sunday saying, I already got Jeff Bodine for this week. So I said, okay, Greg. Yeah, yeah he, he called me a little while ago, told me he was sick. He was supposed to call me to remind me, but then he didn't. But uh, here I am, and. We're ready to talk about anything you want to talk about. Well, you know, there's a lot we can talk about. And, and looking at your, uh, and it's not just stats that you go by, but yours are fabulous. And I don't know for a fact um, if you're not on the, the nominees for the Hall of Fame, you should be because what what you your resume is, is terrific. The 82 Rookie of the Year, uh, 86 Daytona 500 winner, and 80... Um, uh, you won the IROC one year. I think that was like 87 or something or 88. You just, right. you know, the 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 Winston, you won that in a very famous race. And uh, the Clash, I mean, you've got you've got great. You should have won two Daytona 500s. I, I thought you were going to win one with Bud Moore that year when you finished third. But uh, just a, a well, great ran, resume. The 87, I ran, I guess, with a half lap to go. I had that one won, but. You know, I appreciate all that, and I really do. A lot of fans uh, are saying the same things, but uh, I, it's okay. 
and fans, it's okay that I'm not in there and won't ever be in there. I think you will be. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. There's a lot of reasons why I say that, but. Uh, well, I know why Smoky Unit won't get in, but I don't know why you wouldn't get in. Yeah. I, I well, think. Same kind of feelings, I guess. But you know, it's okay because we know what we've done, and you know, I'm. Uh, God knows what we've done. I'm more proud of the safety features I brought in in NASCAR than winning. You know, modern day seats, the full face helmets, power steering, uh, headrest, you name it. I did a lot of that stuff, so I'm I'm really proud of that, and and a whole lot more in modified racing and late models. So well, it's okay, it's okay. Let's we'll get off that subject because I don't think it'll ever happen. And uh, the racing today is great. Uh, a lot of people mixed emotions about the way racing goes today, but I'm telling you what, uh, you when they show the the camera from inside the cockpit with the what the driver has to do and shift and, and brake and steering wheel never stays still. I mean, these guys are working hard to put a show on for everybody, and they're really very talented. I'm glad I'm not out there today because these some of these guys, uh, young guys especially, are super super talented, and it would be uh, it would be a lot different than it was when I was back in my day. Now we had a lot of great racers back in my day too, and so I'm not putting anybody down i know you're not it was hard back then it was hard back then too i don't know if you're aware of this you may be you may not be which is really a goofy thing to say but you know when they do the tribute cars at darlington each year um and we just had jeremy clements who was listening down in texas to, to he was going to pinch hit for you but jeremy's uh tribute car for the xfinity race at darlington is your levi garrett car were you aware of that no, I didn't know that. Thanks, Jeremy. Man, that's awesome. Well, uh, I'm gonna I, if this phone number is a cell phone. I mean, I'm not going to bother you, but I, I'll text you a picture of it. It's um, it's it an awesome looking car. It looks, looks like the Levi Garrett car, only it's 51 instead of 50. I uh, mean, instead of five. And yeah. you know, last year Jeremy did a Dale Earnhardt, the number 15, uh, Budmore Thunderbird, the Wrangler colors, yellow and blue. Only it was 51 instead of 50, and he won the award for best looking car. For the for the yeah. Xfinity, so uh, it's a beautiful car and it's a it's a Jeff Bodine throwback. Well, what what all those guys do with those throwback paint schemes? It's amazing. It's wonderful. Race fans love to see it. Uh, old race drivers like me love to see it too. And uh, so I'll be phoning for that fifteen or fifty one. Excuse me. The fifty one. Yeah, uh, he was winning yeah. last year with uh, coming off the fourth. I'm not winning. He was in the. Uh, third or fourth uh coming off the fourth turn and got caught up in a crash on the last lap yeah. the final turn of the race and uh finished back a little bit but it was uh it was spectacular and uh, of course jeremy's from spartanburg so we pull for him real hard around here and he's doing a tribute to you and uh i think that's wonderful it's a great car i'll, I'll uh, send you a picture of it okay thanks i appreciate that yeah it's uh <clears throat> really cool and uh, people remember Teams and owners, drivers remember the old days. You know, he's probably just a kid watching me race. Uh, uh, most of the kids out there, guys racing today, were just kids when the late Earnhardt and I were racing. Bill Elliott, Yarborough, uh, Allison's. I mean, that's a long time ago. It just seems like yesterday. But if you start looking at the calendar, you realize, man, that was a long time ago. 
So it's really cool that people are remembering those days and remembering the cars and the drivers. Well, you know what? It's funny you should say that because uh, I was switching between basketball games last night and just happened to catch AMC, and they were showing Days of Thunder, and it was the scene of uh, Bill France uh, having lunch with you uh, and Earnhardt, only it was Tom Cruise and yeah. whoever else. But how, how accurate was that? And y'all didn't really tear up two rental cars on the way to the dinner, did you? <laughs> the movie's really accurate. Now, they, they changed the, made things, things a little different to make it more Hollywood. <clears throat> no, after our meeting, we got chewed out, Dale Sr. and I, and Bill, Bill France Jr. said, hey, you guys are messing with the way I make my living, and I'm going to tell you how you're going to do it from now on. And uh, so he threw me after the meeting, he threw me a set of car keys, and we are going to dinner. <clears throat> it wasn't lunch, it was dinner. And he said, you two guys need to ride together and work this out. So I'm following Bill France and Rick Henrik, Childress in the car ahead of us, and <clears throat> her and her whacked me in the right shoulder. Give him a shot. <laughs> what do you what? He hit me again. Hit me. He loved to hit you. He hit me again. He said, give him a shot. He wanted me to go up there and bump Bill France Jr. the car. And probably wanted me to spin him out. But I said, you crazy? We just got our butts chewed out. I said, I'll pull over and I'll let you do it. No, no, no. That's all right. He just wanted me to get in more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we didn't wreck. I told that that story to the writers of the movie and they changed it where we had two cars and we wrecked them now uh, if we had been in each separate cars we probably would have wrecked them I don't know hey, um, but, that's that's great uh, insight into, into that scene but uh, let me ask you now uh, I mean did you and Earnhardt Dale Earnhardt Sr. ever I mean did y'all ever become anything resembling close friends or did you become close friends or something because it was pretty it was pretty shaky there for a while. Well, in the beginning of my career when I got in, and, uh, yeah, we used to go to dinner together, <clears throat> my wife and and Dale and his wife. So we'd go to dinner and just had a good time. My kids, my wife and kids would go down to the lake house they had and ride go-karts with Dale Jr. One weekend, the senior came over to me and hit me in the shoulder, and he said, hey, you owe me 100 bucks." I said, for what? Your kids came down and rode Dale Jr.'s go-kart and wore the tires out. You owe me 100 bucks. <laughs> so we were friends. <clears throat> but after you start winning and challenging, and uh, the friendship kind of separated because he started having to run into me to get me out of his way. And I found out on when I did the Dale Jr. show, that he told me his father really hated me. Hmm. I said, what? Now, hate's a, hate's a very strong word. I've never hated anyone. I just maybe, of course, I haven't liked some people, but I always forgive them. But I never have hated. I said, that is, he really hated you. And hmm. Dale told some stories about Dale, when Dale was young, he had a hat, Levi Garrett hat, <clears throat> because his grandfather uh, had the late model car that I drove, Robert G. Mm-hmm. And Dale saw that hat, took it off his head, stomped on it, and burned it. <laughs> I mean, that's God. how much he didn't like me. 
And it, it really made me feel bad because <clears throat> I didn't hate him. All the time he spun me out and wrecked my car. And uh, No, I didn't hate any. I never hated anybody. Hate, hate's just a terrible word. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, you know, God never hated anyone. He, he didn't hate the worst person on earth. He tried to heal them and make them good. Yeah. We're talking to Jeff Bodine. Uh, I've got a, one of our loyal listeners who uh, listens to the show every week, and a, an old friend of yours, Mike Hill, just texted me and said, uh, tell him if my driver had listened, he would have won the 93 Daytona 500. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, what I need to listen about. Well, he'll probably tell us because he's coming on after you to talk about okay. uh, the Sebring race that they won last week. You know, he's a shop foreman for Action Express Motorsports, the wheeling engineering car. And, uh, they, oh, great. They, uh, they were in fourth place with 13 minutes to go in a 12-hour race and ended up winning it when uh, everybody else took themselves out. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That's, uh, wheeling, of course, is, they're great friends of mine. They, they uh, sponsored a bobsled when we were building them, and they, I actually got them in, into NASCAR racing. A uh, gentleman, Phil Cruz, came to me at Watkins Glen one time and said, hey, because he, I raced the New England Modified, said, hey, if you ever need a sponsor, just give me a call. <laughs> I chased after him. I said, whoa, wait a minute. I just, let's <laughs> talk. And so they they put their name on my seat post of the, of the car, and the rest of his history, they just got real involved in NASCAR, and uh, and then they helped us with our box sets tremendously, so. Great people. First, I'm glad to see them win. Yeah, the first thing I ever saw was uh, their their name on the caution light, the 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 pit road opener closed lights. They used to always have wheeling on that. But yeah, you yeah you look back at some of the cars uh, and the seven car that I owned after uh, Aunt Cookie got killed. So mm-hmm. We had wheeling on our depot. Okay, I'll do yeah. that. Now you uh. Did you tell me the last time we had you on the show that you, I know you didn't get a, a gold medal uh, as a competitor, but didn't uh, the U.S. Olympic team or something give you some commemorative medal or something? And I always, I always like to say Jeff Bodine is the uh, only, only driver that I know of that ever won an Olympic medal. But you got something for that, that Bob, uh, Bob yeah, Sled, got, right? Yeah, the, the whole team got uh, rings. Uh, gold medal ring says USA on it. Big ring, kind of like the big rings they give when you when you win Daytona. Now my my Daytona 500 ring is smaller, but uh, I, I wear them to show people. I don't wear them every day, of course, but I let people wear them, put them on. I always say if if you put it on your finger, it doesn't come come won't come off. Your finger is going home with me. <laughs> so, but I, no, you know, and I, I don't brag about this. I'm just very proud of this that I'm the only guy in the whole world that has a, won the Daytona 500 and had a part of winning an Olympic gold medal. So uh, well, that's something to be proud of. I'll tell you so, that. So you know, by by building the bobsled. Now Joe Logano has won Daytona, of course, and he and his father built. I don't I don't know if they're still doing it. The the, the skates for the Paralympic hockey team. Oh, and I didn't so know that. They won, they won gold medals. So Joey has done that, but I don't think he has a ring or anything to commemorate it. He needs one because he and his father are great people. Um, when you, uh, I mean, are the bobsleds today? I know that was 
several years ago. Are, are they are they still called? Wasn't it Bodine or Bodin? Oh, you know, I don't. I didn't know how to pronounce that. Bodine. Yeah, Bodine. B O D Y N. I think. And uh, but uh, I mean, are the bobsleds today like um, second, third, fourth, fifth generations of that? Are they still called that, or is it, or is your uh, influence completely gone now? Well, we we are not building any more bobsleds. We built twenty two or so, and. Uh, gave them to the Olympic Committee. Uh, what we have, the Bodine Bobsled Project, has the, the gold medal sled from Vancouver, the four-man. We have the two-person sled that the girls won a gold medal in Salt Lake City. They're out in the museum, uh, the uh, Olympic Museum out in Colorado. <clears throat> All the other sleds are in Lake Placid. They've used them some this year, actually. Oh, really? Which is crazy. And they run good, and they've won with them. But there's a gentleman up there, and uh, I can't think of his name, but I'm sorry, in Lake Placid at the garage that we built there. And he's starting to build sleds right there. So they will be American-made sleds again. Uh, and it, he's, he's very smart, so, and we're helping him my my team at Chassis Dynamics, Bob Cunio, he's he's helping. We, we didn't we didn't do it to sell them. We didn't sell any of them. We did it, and we didn't do it for us. We did it for our athletes. And so we we try to help everybody that builds anything for American athletes because we want to see our American athletes win. Well, we really appreciate all you're doing along those lines, and I got to tell you a real quick story. When I used to live in Miami, and I was uh, uh, this was in the early 90s, and I would come home for Christmas to Spartanburg to visit, I'd always go by Bud Moore's garage, and I asked him, can I sit in a race car? And Greg said, get on in there. And so I sat in your car, and that was the car you won the Bush Clash in. And Greg called me up down in Miami and said, can you come back to Spartanburg and sit in all the cars? And I said, yeah, I'd be <laughs> glad to if you buy me a ticket. Yeah, but, yeah uh, we, won that, we won that Bush Clash. That was amazing. I, I'm leading a race. They had a great car. And coming down the end, I said, "These guys aren't trying to pass me. I'm gonna, we're going to win this race," and we did. And we almost won the 500. Uh, yep. Had a smashed uh, fender in the front. That well, actually, I pushed Dale Jarrett past. You did. Jeff Gordon and Earnhardt coming off turn four, coming to the white flag, and we had so much speed. I drove underneath him in turn one and two, and I knew, I thought. <laughs> The, the 11 car was right behind me, and, uh, and I said, man, I'm going to win this race. Dale Jarrett went in so fast he slid high. <clears throat> I looked in my mirror. There was no 11 car behind mm. me. I said, oh, boy, that's not going to work out. So Jarrett won. I think Earnhardt got second. I got third. And you're right there in the yeah. picture with him with that duct tape flapping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, thank you so much. Like I said, you're in a select group that actually called us back when we had phone trouble, and I really appreciate it. I let you. I gave you like an extra eleven minutes there. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Start your engines, and 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 we really, really appreciate it. Appreciate it. And I, you know, love Greg Moore. Loved his dad. And uh, you know, race fans love your show. They, they want to hear. They want to hear what's going on in racing and what what went on in racing. So, uh, thanks for calling, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, we covered a lot of ground. Thank you very much, Jeff. All right, that's Jeff Bodine.
he was worth waiting on. Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much, Jeremy, for almost bailing us out. That was oh, absolutely. that would have been great. <laughs> and and listen, call back anytime. Yeah. Well, no, don't call back today because we got another interview we got to do after this break. But we'll talk to you almost anytime, Jeremy. Thank you. That was very very kind of you to do that. We're going to take a break and come back and talk to Mike Hill. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. It's time for Slam Dunk Savings this month at Greer Nissan. Get in the game and save big on your favorite Nissan models. Drive a new Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Or get financing as low as 0%. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Spartanburg, when you're looking for the home of the best sports coverage around, we're talking about greatest ever, spectacular talent. Good news, you're already there. It's us, Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. We're your home for the Spartanburg Vikings, the Atlanta Braves, the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Duke basketball. Plus, your most trusted source for the best high school coverage around. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines and uh, the next to last segment of the show. And we uh, have my great friend and a pleasure to have on the show and a loyal listener, Mike Hill 
of Action Express Motorsports and the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac team and 2023 12 Hours of Sebring winner. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, Terry. How are y'all doing down there in my hometown of Spartanburg? Well, we're doing pretty good, although we're, uh, we've had a few gremlins here and there, but uh, <laughs> Jeff Bodine called us back, and uh, Jeremy Clements was going to pinch hit for him when we couldn't get him. So, uh, But I've been looking forward to talking to you all week. What a Saturday night. Uh, do you have a little extra spring in your step this week? <laughs> you know, winning always helps that. You know, you can be, you can get down. Well, we, you know how bad we got down. We hadn't won in a while. We've been <clears throat> been on a long drive spell, which over the 50 years of working on race cars, I've learned how to take those. But this one was getting to where it was almost hurting. And so Sebring, of all things, is, it was one of those racetracks where I always wanted to win. We went for a long time there, and all the way up to 2015 before we won that race down there, which was the first time that GM had won at Sebring in 50 years. So, And now we've won it three times, so basically. But it's always like a diamond to get that race. It's, well, it's one of the it's the second longest endurance race for us of the year. And yeah, and, and that old saying, guys, about being lucky, I'd rather be lucky than good. It still sticks in racing. You know, I've talked to so many drivers, and it doesn't, I mean, somebody's going to win the race. Johnny Rutherford won a, a Indianapolis 500 when I was up there that went 102 laps, I think, maybe just 100, I mean, just barely over halfway, but he won it, and he's a day, an Indianapolis 500 winner. So it doesn't matter. Somebody's got to right. win it, and if all those cars wreck with 13 minutes to go, shame on them. Yeah, it was a deal where we had pitted. And we had four laps on our tires, which made them hot. And so the caution comes back out, and then uh, we get caught up. Our tires are sitting there hot, and everybody pitted behind us was on cold tires. Well, our, our hot tires was picking up all the little rocks and all this rubber and stuff. And so I don't know. It's, it's hard to, for people to imagine how much gets built up on a sticky, hot rubber tire at that racetrack, especially and so when they dropped the flag, our driver couldn't go. It was like he was on marble, sort of like the the Taylor boy was when he tried to pass us at Atlanta two years ago. He he come back up on the track and he couldn't he couldn't go because he had rocks stuck on his tires. Well, that's basically what we were fighting there when we let those two Porsches and the and the BMW get by us. And uh, but <clears throat> for you know little Philippe Albuquerque was our driver back in the day. Yeah, and it, it pretty much was expected to see what happened. He he don't like getting pushed off the racetrack. When the Porsche pushed him off the racetrack, I knew he wasn't going to lift, and he didn't. He came back up on the racetrack and took out both the Porsches and himself, you know. And, uh, and it was so happened, in spectacular so fashion. We, so happened we got through. Yeah, Jeff Bodine was talking. And in 1993, we was coming to the checkered flag, and we was behind Jeff. <clears throat> I figured we either going to win or we was going to push him to the win. And we come off the of turn four, and we was like, I don't know, six, seven car lengths behind him. And I'm asking my driver what happened. He says, well, Jeff got the blowing water out. He had something stuck on his nose. I said, yeah, that's why y'all were running so good. <laughs> you should you should have pushed him on. But anyway, no, it's uh, – yeah, he, he should have remembered me because I was his crew chief whenever – his crew chief and his car owner and everybody got suspended back in the day and i was his crew chief when he drove for flossie johnson we, we had to put flossie down as the car owner and we got the budweiser car in all five races so we didn't win the so we didn't lose our sponsor but she can back make good biscuits and stuff right 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he kind of, Jeff did kind of mention that. I mean, he I don't think he was he he knew that he was referring to what you were talking about. But you know, he said he looked in the mirror and the eleven car was gone. And I, I'm saying, wait a minute, they're talking about the same thing. They just don't know it. You and the, what you had texted me. Well, I was on the 27 car in 93, and, and after the 92 fiasco where we lost the championship by not leading one more lap with Bill because yep. my crew chief and my car owner got in a, almost a fist fight during the darn end of the race there, and they weren't paying attention. And we lost that championship, which still burns to no end today in 92. Uh, I switched over, and I went with the McDonald's car in 93 with the 27, and we had a we had a fast bullet. We were coming there at the end, and I think we still ended up fourth. That was uh, Jimmy Spencer, right? No, that was with Hut. Hut Hut Strick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hut Strick. Because yeah. I remember, I remember. <laughs> next, Bud... year got, next year we got Spencer, and they would I didn't have to worry about him going to the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I Greg and I wrote his book. He said that uh, um, Hut got too far back. Uh, there on the last lap, but anyway, yeah. well, so anyhow, you had, some, you had some guys there talking this morning. Well, Jeremy don't know it, but his grandfather is the reason why I'm in racing. He's the reason why I spent 50 years in racing. Crawford Clements took me to Daytona to work on a Cup car back before I even graduated from high school. And Tony, Jeremy's daddy, was getting off the school bus at my dad's gas station, which was across the road from Crawford. And Tony would get off the school bus every day and come in there and, and play with our pinball machines and stuff that we had in Daddy's gas station. Yeah, and Jeremy sounds just like Tony. I tell you, you could put put them side by side and you wouldn't be able to tell who was who. Yeah, and he's doing the tribute car for Jeff Bodine's uh, Levi Garrett car at Darlington that Ryan Delaney sent me a picture of the other day, and it's it's a dead ringer except it's got something else on the hood instead of Levi Garrett. You can't advertise that, uh, tobacco anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so the next race is at Long Beach, and uh, Long Beach, California. Oh man, you'll yeah. have a good time out there. That's a little. That's a more. That's a. This is street circuit. It's got one of the tightest corners ever. It's a little hairpin corner there, and uh, yeah, those things happen out there too. I'm sure they will with these cars. Well, these cars you, are these cars are a lot different than any race car I've ever worked on before. I don't know what's with IMSA. I, I, I go to their website. I went last year, you know, to get the point standings. And after uh, after the fines were uh, given to the Meyer-Shank team, they, they didn't hadn't adjusted the points, and they still had them leading. And then I checked it last night to print it out, and they haven't even put the Sebring results in yet. So I don't know what's wrong with, with uh, them. But I went to another source. I think it was Auto Week or something, and it had the updated standings and uh Man, you guys are on top by, I think, 10 points, which is, uh, I mean, doesn't matter if it's one point. There's a long way to go, and you're not digging yourself out of a hole this year. Yeah, we don't We don't look at points. We don't We don't start counting those until it's time to go. You know, it's, we're still in the hunt. At the end, we'll start looking at them. Well, I have, we just, I have to. I need content for the show. <laughs> yeah, we just race to win now. We're talking to Mike Hill. Mike, um... Now, let me ask you a question, because I have a friend that we had on a couple of weeks ago named Johnny Hastings. You may remember him. And he's doing a uh, – uh, they're doing a celebration of the Golden Strip Speedway, and I told him I'd try to round up some stuff for him if I could. And I wanted to ask Alan when he came in, but he's, he hadn't come in yet. He's still fishing every week. Did y'all 
um, your father's team and uh, was it C.D. Pritchard? Uh, did y'all ever run Golden Strip? Do you know anything about that, that track? We never ran there. I think it was called uh, Confederate Motor Speedway at one time. No, that's a called... different place. That was in Woodruff. Was it? This was called Golden we Strip never, Speedway. We never, ran, we never ran down that way. We never ran Golden Strip. Okay. We never ran, as a matter of fact, we never ran uh, We never ran that track at Woodruff. We never, yeah, uh, that was Confederate. I never went out there either, but I remember when they ran. I never went to I ninety five either, but you know I was I just. Oh, my dad used to spend every Saturday night in Woodruff. Uh, Confederate Motor Speedway. Yeah, yeah I know. When they I actually, knew a lot of I knew a lot of guys that, that raced down there. You know, the, the Houston Wilkie and, and Fred Hawkins and those guys were, were great friends of mine that raced down there. But I we never went there. We we got what we did. We got caught. Well, Dad called me up. I was working on the cup car and told me he wanted me to come back to Spartanburg and build him a dirt car so he could go run for that NDRA series and win the, they were paying $10,000 to win, which was unheard of back in the 70s, late 70s. Yeah. So I did. We went back down there, and, and Barry Wright had just started uh, building cars. He was up there in Spartanburg at Heron Circle. Was, well, he was a painter, but he moved down to Heron Circle when he was in Elmo Henderson's shop there mm-hmm. for Kenny Miller and I'm sure... Greg knows all about where that's at up there. I spent many a time in uh, Elmo's office shooting the bull with him. <laughs> yeah, if you came in after twelve o'clock, you got to hear uh, you got to clear the, hear the rest of the story, and about the time, same time you could hear Papa Top. Well, he would be drinking those bush lights and uh, reading romance novels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a great guy, though. a you fantastic know, he, person. Yeah, he really took care of. of, of me and Dad, you know, back in the day, we'd buy stuff from him, tires and stuff. And But we built that car in, in Elmo's shop, me and Barry did. And we took off racing with it. And it was pretty good. It, it, it all worked out good until the basically the, the dope dealers and the coal miners come into cup, uh, co, uh, dirt racing, and we couldn't run with those guys. And I told Dad we needed to, <clears throat> we needed to sell or we was going to go broke. I think that's a... Uh, uh we got to write that book. You know too much. <laughs> I never heard anything about that before. But uh, we won. We won the ten thousand dollar race at Gaffney, and that's what sealed our fate right there. Because <clears throat> it was it was a blessing, but then it was a curse because we thought we could win, but then Dad didn't. He didn't see what was happening with these trucks coming in. With they had more trucks coming in with tires and transporters coming in with their car inside them and stuff like that we were still pulling on open trailer yeah you know uh, it's funny how i mean there's so much of spartanburg racing intertwines you're talking we were talking about the clements and elmo and um, of course rex white and elmo had a heck of a relationship you know selling parts and things and then uh, of course elmo's car owner or i think it was rex's car but his his crew chief and championship winner was a uh, lewis clement so i mean it all yeah. it all dovetails together yeah herb fischel who ran the gm uh racing program there for a while was looking for a connection to get up somebody talked about lewis and i told him i said well you know you can i sent word to him you know you can call spartanburg and talk to uh tony and and jeremy about lewis because he was he was their uncle yeah he was tony's uncle yeah great uncle jeremy 
Yeah, he did. He, he sat back. He, he thanked me for it. I don't know if you knew Herb Fish or not, but he was. I, I don't know him, <laughs> but I've heard the name for years. All the books I've read and everything. Mike, we got to let you go, and I hate it, but uh, we sort of got off off schedule a little bit. I've got more paper here than I can possibly read in the amount of time we're going to have left, but I'd really like to have you on at least once a month because you know so much, and uh, I, I love talking to you, and Mike texts me during the week and tells me stuff and sends me pictures, and I, I just really appreciate you doing all that and keeping me up on it, and you don't have a bigger fan than uh, than this show and me with that, uh, that Cadillac of yours. You know, I've been living up here for 43 years up here on this mountain in North Carolina, and I still tell everybody that Spartanburg's my home. Well, it's just, it was just a, it was a, it was a great time to be living in Spartanburg when I was growing up. I mean, you had, you had all the racers there. You had Bud Moore and Mario Rossi and all those guys. It was just, it was either you go to work in the, in the cotton mills or you go to work and racing or you can go to school and be a doctor and <laughs> well my family chose to be cops so we were we were way off the line so uh anyway thank you mike we got to run and thank you so much for coming on the show i'm gonna call jeff bodine up tell me he took up too much of my time <laughs> well if he hadn't been cleaning the house and couldn't hear the phone over the vacuum cleaner we'd have been all right yeah okay all right thank you mike thank you. see you all right see you Mike Hill, I mean. Talk about a font of information. I'm t- a what? Font. Oh, like a fountain? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. Let's take a break. Come back and do the last segment. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's time for Slam Dunk Savings this month at Greer Nissan. Get in the game and save big on your favorite Nissan models. Drive a new Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Or get financing as low as 0%. Low prices. Big selection. And committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard. Or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients' needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals. 
When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to the final segment of Start Your Engines. And I've got quite a few trees that got killed here with all this paper i got to read. But uh, I'll get the most of it, I think. I'll cut out what I don't need uh, in the next five minutes and ten seconds. IMSA, we just talked to Mike Hill, and we've talked several times about the IMSA 20, um, I'm sorry, 12, Mobile One, 12 Hours of Sebring, which was last week, ended up about 10 minutes after 10 last Saturday night and was fantastic with the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac winning with Pipo Durrani, Alexander Sims, and Jack Aiken, and they are leading the points, and we'll get to that in a second. Second was um, the only survivor after the crash that took out the first three, and that's the car of Connor D. Filippi. Nick Yaloli, who was in that car at the time, and Sheldon Vanderland. Third was, uh, that was a BMW, too. Uh, looks real good. Pretty car. They're all pretty. Third was John Franco, Scott McLaughlin, the Indy 500 winner, and Kiffin Simpson. Uh, fourth was Stephen Thomas, Mikael Jensen, and Scott Huffaker. Fifth, uh, well, we'll just go on down through here. You don't really want to know all those because you probably never heard of them. We'll go straight to the points where the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac is leading the points with 670 points. That's Alexander Sims, Felipe, I mean, 
I never seen his whole name. Louis Felipe Durani, they call him Pipo, so I think I'll stick with <laughs> Pipo. And Jack Aiken. Second is uh ten points behind with six sixty is Felipe Albuquerque, Ricky Taylor, and Louis De La Traz. Third is Sebastian Bourdais, Scott Dixon, and Ringer Vanders Andy. And we'll just stop it right there for sake of time. India's off this week. They will be racing uh next weekend, and that will be at Texas Motor Speedway where they will be flying. Uh, points there, Marcus Erickson first, Patricio O'Ward second, Scott Dixon third, Alexander Rossi fourth, and Callum Ollett fifth. They have only run f- uh, one race, so this will be their second race of the season. ARCA is not running this week. They will be off until April 22nd. That's Talladega weekend when they will run the, on the, uh, that Saturday, April 22nd, the General Tire 200. That will be at 1230. Greg Van Alst is the points leader. Frankie Munez is second. Tony Constantino is third. Jesse Love fourth. And Christian Rose is fifth. And I sort of got them out of the normal order. But the trucks, they run um, today. And the Expel 225, that'll be at 130 on FS1. Uh, their results last week from Atlanta was uh, the winner was Christian Eckes, second Nick Sanchez, third John Hunter Nemechek, fourth Bailey Curry, and fifth Ben Rhodes. Their point standings as of uh, that particular race is Christian Eckes is leading the points. Got five-point lead over Matt Crafton. Third is Ty Majeski. Fourth Ben Rhodes. And fifth Zane Smith. So I cut out not going as deep into that as I usually do. Television today, Ronnie, uh, 11.30, and it should be on right now, is the cup qualifying from COTA. Then um, I just said that there was a, yeah, yeah, I'm right. Yeah, qualifying's right now. 1.30 is the track, uh, Craftsman Truck Race. That's on FS1, pre-race show at 12.30. And then at 5, with the pre-race show at 4, is the Xfinity Series uh, and that's the uh, the race that Jeremy's in, of course, and we thank Jeremy again so much for bailing us out and calling and and uh, when we had problems with Jeff Bodine. And, Jeremy, I am so sorry we had to cut you off so fast, but I had to get back to the guy we originally had scheduled. I'd love to have you on. Thank you so much. I know you're busy on race day for calling us up and trying to bail us out like that, and we really appreciate it. Then tomorrow... Excuse me, the only thing you have to choose from pretty much is the uh, on Fox at 3.30, pre-race at 3 o'clock from Coda is the cup race, and they're qualifying for that right now. So you can switch over there and, um, and see that on uh, FS1. Then looking down the line a little bit, I see that the IndyCar race on April, on, yeah, April the 2nd next weekend will be on NBC at 12.30, and... Um, Looking on down the line to uh, April 14th, uh, April 15th is the WeatherTech Sports Cars out in Long Beach. So, Ronnie, and what are you got be, 10 seconds. What are you going to be watching at 2 o'clock? The Gamecock women. I tell you what, they uh, they already beat this team once. So, uh, I don't know if they can do it again. We'll see. It's pretty much like a home game. They beat them in Columbia earlier. So, uh, yeah, the baseball team messed around, got beat by Charlotte the other night. But uh, that's okay. They're uh, they're still something like 20-2 and two and got a big series with Missouri this weekend. Probably got some of those games on this station. So, uh, 
We appreciate everybody listening. Come back next week. Natalie, get us the table ready. There's some of us coming. Greg, get well. Alan, hurry back. And uh, the rest of you, keep it between the fences. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m.